And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Arada, host of the show, and it is show number 160. That's right, show 160, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, proud member uh, of Voice Ed Radio Canada, the voice of education in Canada. Uh, amazing groups. If you're in the podcast, check those places out. Uh, the Education Podcast Network here, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada. Awesome and really proud to be part of those groups. We're live on Facebook. If you are watching, jump on and leave us a question or a comment. Jump into the interview. It allows you to be part of the interview here. And if you're listening on iTunes, uh, certainly uh, very um, uh, helpful if you leave a review. So uh, those things would help out. So thanks for tuning in. Show number 160. We are about to meet one cool cat, one cool dude, Principal Michael Rayom from Florida, New York, S.S. Seward Institute. I won't make that mistake, Michael, and say high school, uh, but we're going to learn about Michael. We're going to learn about his school, uh, his leadership journey, uh, and just, just a down-to-earth good person, good educator, uh, and someone I've admired for a long time. So I'm, I'm thrilled to have him on. We'll meet Michael uh, in just a moment. A couple of little commercials. I got two things I'm excited uh, about, and I'm hoping Michael will join me for one of them. Uh, but number one, I have some more coaching uh, sessions starting in April, uh, working with principals and school leaders, future school leaders. Uh, and if that's something that you're, you're interested, you want to know more about it, check it out on my website, uh, andrewmarada.com. And it's on there. It's uh, under the coaching link. Uh, and those are kicking off in April. And then on Saturday, May 1st, I am doing a free writing uh, workshop, a book writing workshop. Many people have asked me about how, how did I do it? Or how how'd you get going with this? And how, how did this happen? Uh, I got my, my next book coming out this spring, uh, The Partnership, Surviving and Thriving, about building partnerships with families and schools. Um, so I'd like to kind of just share what worked for me, how I did it, maybe put you in touch with some publishers, maybe put you in touch with some people that do uh, self-publishing. Uh, so that's on May 1st. So if you're interested in either one of those, uh, you do have to register for the book writing workshop. You do have to register for the coaching. Uh, the book workshop is free and the coaching there is a fee, but uh, hopefully helpful to many of our folks. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Today's opening topic is called the power of presence, right? I love to learn about body language, right, uh, and people's energy. Michael and I were talking off air, uh, but when I started going to the principal meetings uh, nine years ago, you know, I'd be in there. I'd kind of be a little nervous, like, you know, who's here? And then, and then this guy would walk in, right? He'd have University of Florida gear on. He'd have his sunglasses on. And like the whole room changed. He'd be high-fiving people, uh, uh, you know, elbow bumps and uh, just smiling. And I was like, man, who is that guy? Like everyone else here is kind of a little like, uh, you know, like it was a little tight sometimes. And then Michael would walk in and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, he's from Seward. And I got to know Michael. Uh, but I just from the moment I met him, right, the power of a single interaction, uh, kind, energetic, funny, like, you know, made light of some to maybe difficult situations. And uh, I always remembered that about him, right? And then I had a chance to visit his school uh, and it, it was even better, right? Like just watching him interact with his staff and uh, showing off the school and, and really 
uh, the great things were happening there. So the point of the opening segment here, your energy, right? You're always on display. We're school leaders. We're always on display. But even kind of when you're off, but you're around people, your energy is important. Your energy is contagious, right? What do they say? When the principal has a, 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 a sneeze, everyone gets sick, right? Well, your energy is contagious. And I noticed that about Michael. I noticed that with his interactions with us as fellow principals. And I said, man, that you know, he you could tell that he was into what he was doing and, uh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff here. So hello there, Brittany DeLuca. Yeah, jump on. Ah, thank you. And Brittany, right? She's one of my former students saying the same thing, right, about the energy uh, and connecting with people. Ah, thank you, uh, Brittany. That very, very kind of you. Uh, but let's bring Michael in uh, to start the show. I'm going to get out of his way. And uh, uh, Michael, finally, welcome to uh, Education Leadership Beyond. Principal Michael Rayum, everybody. What It's show 160 and you finally invited me? What's the deal? <laughs> I mean, I've been knocking on your door for like four years. I couldn't, I can't get to you. You were so Come good. on. I am very easily accessible. You know where I live. You know what kind of car I drive. It's a little creepy what you know about me, Andrew. What's going on with that? <laughs> well, Michael, it is a, a, a way too long to have you on, but okay. it, is, it, it is an honor, and uh, uh, we have been talking about it, so it's nice to get you here. Uh, Michael, we're going to get to know you over the show, but, but give a, a, an introduction of, of who you are. Where, where is Florida, New York, and tell us about S.S. Seward. Short thing, one thing before I start that. How cool is it that you have a former student watching you online and letting you know how special you were to her? Come on. that I can't top that. That is unbelievable. So She's a talented musician there, and, and it's nice to see our, our students growing up. We talk oh about that as they grow up and move on. and uh, So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so um, as Andrew said, I'm Michael Rayom. I've been uh, the principal here at Seward for 16 years. Uh, Seward's a 6 through 12 school in Florida, New York, uh, right in between Warwick and uh, Goshen right here in Orange County. Probably about 30 minutes to Port Jervis in the home of Andrew Murata and the Red Raiders over there. We are Spartans here. We wear orange and blue and we bleed it and we are proud of it. Um, and uh, I can't wait to talk to Andrew about leadership and uh, possibly sending on a pearl of wisdom that someone can put to use tomorrow to help the kids in their school have a better experience. Absolutely, and I know you'll have a lot of pearls. One of them, Michael, what, what'd you think of that opening concept? Because everything I said, you might say, ah, everything I said was true, uh, but you have a presence when you walk into a room and you light it up. So what'd you think of that? I I, I think that that's something I've always tried to carry with me. Um, even when I, when I began um, teaching, and really it dates back, Andrew, to when I was a lifeguard. Um, and played high school football. Um, I was that big mouth leader on the football team that got in people's faces and got them psyched up. Um, and as you can tell, I have a big mouth now. Um, and I think that just carries through. I think that um, enthusiasm is contagious. Um, I've seen that work with um, football players that I admired when I was young because football really was what really um, kept me going in high school. I love the sport. Uh, got to play in college and have some fun with that. So um, I just think if you are excited about what you do and you are genuine about it and you do it all the time, it's only going to pick people up. And and our jobs, as you know, is to pick people up, right? To pick people up, to, to have them think 
and realize, ooh, I could be better at this, or I could be a better teacher, or I could be a better athlete or a student athlete or any of those things. So um, I think that's what it's all about, Andrew. Um, I want all the kids in my school to know who I am. I want them to know I have the energy because of them. Schools where I always tell my, my teachers and my kids, a school is built because kids come to school. Right. We wouldn't have a job if people didn't trust us with their kids. And that has never been lost on me. Um, as a father, and you're a father too, we sent our children to school and still do. And you trust that you're sending them, then they're going to be safe and they're going to have a good experience. And man, I, I carry that with me everywhere I go. Um, so I think that's a big part of it, Andrew, really is, uh, goes back to when I was a kid. I, re I really just think I was born this way. <laughs> Well, it has an impact on, on people. Michael, how about when you don't when you don't feel like it? What if you had some bad news right before the meeting? What if you uh, didn't feel well that day, but you're still going into that meeting and, and you know all those fellow principals or those kids in your school are going to see you? What do you do then? I, I have found, and I mentioned this to you before the this, this show, I have found that if I spend 15, 20 minutes hanging out in a classroom with sixth graders and sixth graders specifically, their energy and their love of being in school will pick you up whenever you are feeling low. So whatever it takes me, 35 seconds to walk upstairs and get into a sixth grade classroom, I don't care what subject it is, that is my secret when I'm feeling a little low is to, to go and spend some time. Any kid is going to pick you up. But for, for me, those sixth graders have really helped me to re-energize the batteries on those those days where maybe you're dragging just a little bit. Okay, awesome advice, Michael. Let's let's go to the the end of the story here. Is you you announced your retirement this year? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know you're retiring. Uh, yeah. Amazing. You know when you look back, Michael. When you look back at your time, 16 years in that building. There's so much culture there. You know what do you hope that people say? What do you what do you hope? Uh, you know that that you're proud of things like that. I think I'm, I'm most proud of what our kids have gone on to do and what they're continuing to do when they're here. Um, we've expanded our program so much. Um, kids can walk out of Seward with an associate's degree, taking you know over 60 college credits that we offer as a little school. I think that's unbelievable. Um, I have parents that will come back and say, I love you, man. You saved me $40,000. My kid graduated from college a year early because of what you offered at Seward. Um, I think those are the types of stories that I know I cherish. Um, I, I think my legacy will be that um, kids can do anything. Doesn't matter the size of your school, doesn't matter what you teach, who you are, what interaction you have with kids, what you say, how you carry yourself, the example you set, it matters. Um, it matters when you think kids aren't listening. It matters when you think your teachers hate you. Um, it matters how you carry yourself through all that. And I think um, most people would say that that has been done in a way that is a fine example for others to follow. Um, and I think that has come true with the kids that have gone on. The kids that first graduated from here, Andrew, are 33 years old now. I have been to their weddings, their kids' christenings, um, been to their houses for barbecues, played golf with them. That's an amazing thing um, to have that experience of being invited, and as I'm sure you have, 
to a former student's wedding or something like that. That is humbling as can be. Um, you can't get a more happy experience than that. I love it. Uh, you mentioned the kids a lot, Michael, you know, and again, right, you know the kids. What else will you miss as, you, as you're moving on to the next chapter of your life? Uh, I got to be honest. I mean, it's 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 meeting people like you where you have that common energy. Um, you know, I have fed off of you many times. Um, my assistant principal, Susan Moore, um, aside from my wife, the longest relationship I've had with a women, woman in my life. Right. We've been friends now. Um, we're like brother and sister for, for 16 years. Wow. Um, and she'll stay. She's going to stay. Um, my secretaries here who have been with me and and gosh, they're so good to me. Um, to those new principals out there, if you're coming into a job and you have a secretary, boy, you better find a way to get along with them and, and do it righteously and honorably and respectfully and cherish everything they do for you um, and make sure they hear from you. You appreciate everything they do for you because without them, you will be lost, just lost. So I will miss all of the people I've gotten to know. Um, I have to be honest, it's pretty cool to walk into a deli and, and people go, hey, Mr. Aon, what's up? You know, I, I think that's pretty cool, and I will miss that. Nice, nice. Uh, I, I'm sure you got a few of those delis around you with your kids <laughs> working in them. Uh, and you mentioned about school leaders, right, about taking yeah. care of their, their, their secretaries. Uh, I, I wrote in, in my book, right, Treat Them Like Gold. Yeah. Uh, what else, Mike, you've been doing this a long time. What would be some other advice that you would give uh, a younger uh, administrator or someone new uh, to a school? So here's something that I think is amazing. I've done it always. Um, every morning when I come in, I usually come up to the office, say good morning. I have a portable speaker. I bring it with me. I put it outside the front door and I hold the front door open every morning. Mm. And I say good morning to the kids as they go by. I say good morning to teachers as they go by. And I just think it's a great way to take the temperature of kids and staff. You know, who comes in every morning and has a smile on their face and on Wednesday, for whatever reason, is looking pretty glum. Well, maybe I send my guidance counselor very covertly to go check on that kid or that adult because maybe they're just not having a good day and we check in on them. So I think that's one of the things that really um, has stood out to me and kids remember it. They, they, they'll mention it, um, that they remember that I was their principal and I held the door, I held the door open for them and they always felt like that showed that I respected them from the get-go. Um, and I think, I think it's important that a kid see their principal every day. I really do. Uh, when I was in high school, it was a different style, right? When we went to, to school to be, learn to be an administrator, we were taught management by walking around, mm. right? You spend more time in the hallway in classrooms than you do in your office. When I was in high school, I only knew our principal because I was friends with his daughter. Otherwise, you didn't see him, right? I probably saw him at his house more than I saw him in school. Wow. And I think that that serves us so well. And you do the same thing. I know that. You know, we, I got a chance to come over and see your school, see you and, and have the pride of, of what you have. When you showed me that court, courtyard, I mean, I was ready to tear up. I mean, that was as genuine as it comes as far as being so proud of what's going on there. I think that's it, Andrew. You know, I call the school my house. This is my other house. Um, and, and I think the more we try to show that we have pride in that, uh, you walk down the hallway and there's a piece of trash, you pick it up. Um, you don't care if anyone sees you or not, but if they do and they say, oh, Mr. Aon's a principal and he's picking up garbage mm. in the hallway, mm. that, that pays off. That, that kind of stuff pays off. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mr. Desco, you out of shot. Michael, that great. And I and you learn these things growing up. You learn them from different leaders. You know, what would you say now uh that you've grown to get to be good at? You've been doing it a long time, but what was yeah. something maybe when you started? You was like, ah, it seems like you absolutely were good with people. Seems like you certainly loved kids. Mm -hmm. but what is something that you've a skill that you've developed over time? Say, so I think I wasn't too good. Yeah, I think when I first started and it came to teacher observations and giving, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes, you, you know, Andrew, you, you, you have someone, they have potential, but they need to hear some things that are going to be uncomfortable. And I think I struggled with that at first. Um, I, I, I sometimes came across um, too harsh, um, too, too frank with them. And I think that I've learned over time how to smooth out the edges of constructive, constructive criticism. Mm. Um, I sat with one of my teachers today who has, he, I've told him, dude, this is your second year and I'm gonna tell you right now, you are gonna be a great teacher, but you gotta do a couple things. And I said, look, these couple things I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna walk out of here and you might say, God, he is a jerk, he can't stand me. But what I'm hoping you walk out saying is, this guy loves me and cares about me so much that he's telling me this because he wants me to be a great teacher. And I think I struggled with that early on because I was, you know, you're afraid. You're afraid as a new principal, is are people going to like you? Are the, are the teachers going to go out and say he's not a good principal? He's hard on his teacher. So I think you have to find a balance with that. And I think the only way to do that is with time and building relationships and coming to the, the conclusion that there are going to be some people that it's not going to be the smoothest relationship. You're going to work, you're going to be professional, and that just might be all it is. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah, and that's hard That's hard to take at first because, you know, you come in and you're ready, right? You're ready to solve every every problem in the world. <laughs> and I think you, you learn that um, you got to have priorities. Um, there are certain things that are, you know, I talk about non-negotiables. You know, there are certain things that are going to happen. Um, but then there are other things that maybe you try to have, you kind of have to go at in a different way. Or what you find out as time goes on is to get those things done, sometimes you ask others to take the baton and carry it because they're going to get it done better than you, which is, I think, hard at first to, to, to grapple with um, because it's, an ins, you know, it kind of gets in on your own ego, um, but you got to let that go. And, uh, embrace the talents of all the other people. I think that's a one of the worst things we do as educators is we just don't use each other's talents to make, help each other better. There's kind of this, I think teachers get this feeling of being independent contractors sometimes, and I think we gotta do a better job. The medical model is great, where teachers go in teams and do rounds and drop into each other's classrooms and learn from each other. And I can't get people to do it. Um, they always, the, the union president will come down and say, you're freaking people out. They, they don't understand. They think that you're sending people here, there. And I'm like, I just want you all to use the talents you all have because you're great teachers. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a great thing if that was ado adopted across uh, education, teachers being able to do more of that. Absolutely. I, I understand what you're saying 100%. Jared Kmar in our district. HBE has done a great job called Learning Walks. Yeah. Uh, he's somebody, if you're looking to do that, uh, has really 
I've been successful with that. If you are watching live, you want to jump in and ask a question for Principal Rayum, uh, please do so. Uh, and again, Mike, it's, it's great to have you on. Uh, Thank you. You're doing great. Michael, what made you get into administration? What made you, uh, you know, want to become a principal? So a um, couple reasons. One was a very personal reason. Right around my 10th year of teaching, I was a special education teacher. I taught special ed at the BOCES Center in Goshen. Okay. Uh, to emotionally, emotionally disturbed high school kids. Mm. Um, and right around my ninth, tenth year, um, we had our second daughter, Sarah. Um, and unfortunately, she had some problems at birth and wound up being severely disabled. Um, and I kind of said, am I going to be able to be a special education teacher as a professional and do the job I want to do and have a disabled daughter at home? And I felt like that was going to be a lot for me. Um, a couple friends at that time were just going into administration and they said, hey, you know, we think you would be really good at it. Uh, Marguerite Flood was the director over at the special ed building at the time and she came to me and said, you know, these other, these other people are going, you should too. And that was really it. Um, and then um, the, my principal that I worked with at, at BOCES, he, he suggested that I give it a shot. So um, partly people saying, hey, give it a shot and partly the personal side of it. Yeah. Interesting how things worked out, and obviously it has worked for you over these years. It has. It, it, it's been great. And to, to be able to land here at Seward, um, my wife is a nurse practitioner. Um, she works at a, a, a practice right here in Florida, has been there for 26 years. So she was working here before I even sniffed coming to town. Um, and we have both been able to work here in this town um, for you know the past 16 years, her even longer. Um, and what a great experience. I'm able to go home. I live five minutes away. When my kids were younger, they saw more soccer games, basketball games, volleyball games, cheerleading competitions, Odyssey of the Mind, you know the deal, drama, whatever it was, I took them. They froze on the side of, of um, soccer fields during state finals going, Dad, why are we here? Can we go home? I'm freezing. Guys, you got to hang in there. This is my school. This is my kids. So they've been through a lot with, with me, and but how lucky I was to have them come on the journey with me. Um, you know, if I was coming here for a basketball game, game, zip home, have dinner with the kids, make sure everything's good, come on back to the basketball game. So, so fortunate, really blessed, blessed beyond me. Uh, Micah's amazing story here. Um, you know, you certainly seem content. Did you ever think of, of going into central administration or looking at something else? Early on, I did, Andrew. Um, the, my, the superintendent hired me here, Mr. Burnside, who was phenomenal. Um, look, he rolled the dice. I, I was a, a, a house principal at Arlington for three, four years. I worked at Monroe for one year, um, threw my, my, my hat in the ring here and wound up getting hired uh, with his support and the board support. And um, the initial plan was he was going to work for about six or seven more years, retire. And I thought maybe I would segue right in. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more um, when I first started, I worked with Tom Brooks, who was the Arlington High School principal up in, in by Poughkeepsie, huge school, about 3,300 kids. And he was principal of Arlington for like 18 years. Wow. And that always stuck with me. And um, I think I wound up staying principal because of the influence that he had on me and still has to me this day. Um, I, I think... Boy, you want to write a book about someone that was just 
the epitome of, of the classy, um, gentlemanly, but tenacious principle. Man, this was he the man. He, he to me, he is legendary. Um, the other guys I worked with there, there were six of us, uh, four are superintendents right now. Wow. Um, one is a principal and I, and I'm, I'm a principal. So his legacy of, of the P the kid, you know, we were kids compared to where he was at. Um, he served us well. He was fantastic. He really was. Wow. So I think that's partly why. And then dude, I'm five minutes from home. I love these kids. These, these kids, you ask these kids, how you doing today? Andrew, how are you today? I'm good. Mr. Elm, how are you doing? Come on, man. How cool is that? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Thank you for asking me. That's great. Wow. You made my day. Wow. How could you, why would you ever leave? Right? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. And, and we talk, you know, my people know, my community knows. Uh, July 1st, I, I decided to become the middle school principal. I'm mm -hmm. 16 years at the high school. I was nine as principal, seven as eight P. Yeah. But I felt like I needed a change. I just felt, I don't, you know, I, and, and then an opportunity came. So I took it. So how did you like, I would keep reinvent yourself or, or not not let it get stale. How, how did you prevent that from happening? Well, I think, I mean, one of the coolest things about being principal here at Seward is I literally have kids in this building who are 11 year, years old all the way up to 18 and 19 years old. Mm. So on any given day, I am dealing with writing a senior a letter of recommendation for college or a military academy uh, helping a freshman navigate what they might do in their high school years and handing a sixth grader a tissue because they're upset because it's the big school and they're afraid to go to the bathroom, right? And I just think that variety um, has kept me fresh because it, it's such a wide range of kids and developmental stages. You, you, you can try to talk to a sixth grader like a senior but it's probably not going to go well. Um, so I think that's it, Andrew. I really think that's been the key for me is that this building, I have kids for seven years and you get to know them so well. You get to know their parents so well. I know grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, you know, the whole nine yards. And mm. I think that helps to keep you fresh, those relationships. Yeah. And that variety, that's an amazing concept. I never yeah, thought. And you're going to have, you, as I said, when we're off air, those sixth graders, I'm gonna tell you, man. You, you're gonna you're gonna text me next October. I'll be on the golf course, and you're gonna text me and say you were so right about these sixth graders, man. My toes have not touched the ground all day because of their energy. I, I guarantee it. it ju it's just great. It really is. Michael, this is awesome. I feel inspired. You know, you mentioned about next October, you mentioned your brother, North yeah. Carolina, some of the passions you have outside of school. But what's next for you, Michael? You're a young guy. You're a bright guy. You're in, you're in shape. What, what's, what's next for you? I'm kind of in shape. I have to be honest. Um, you know, I've thought about a lot. I'm obviously, I am I'm working on getting my certification. So in case um, I do want to continue um, in the education field, I'm gonna I'm gonna have that in North Carolina. I've always enjoyed um, hosting and working with student teachers. Um, I would I would love to work at the college level and and work with um, new administrators, new teachers, and help them get into the profession. I've always enjoyed that. I just think that's a really cool time in a person's career 
to help point them in the right direction and really identify for them if they need to help their strengths and what, what they could do better with and, and grow as, a, as an educator. Um, I, I got to see myself working with kids um, outside of school. Years ago, I used to run a junior mountain biking racing team in New Jersey. Wow. That was a cool thing to do. That was a passion that I had. I was a big mountain bike racer. Um, so we worked with kids and got them into bike racing and bike riding and healthy living, nutrition, all of that. So that was a blast. I'd like to get back to that. Um, and look, for me, um, my wife plays golf. A great time to go out and spend time with her um, and my daughter, Sarah, who lives with us. Uh, my oldest daughter, Kate, she's in D.C. Um, she does not want to play golf, although I told her, you're a lawyer. You're going to have to learn how to play golf. She doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> she doesn't want to hear it. So I think that's it for now, Andrew. Um, I've even I've kicked around the whole idea of starting with substitute teaching um, and, and taking that as a challenge um, and, and, and seeing where that might lead me. Um, I know this. Um, I don't have a desire to be a principal. Um, I don't want to be principal of another school. Um, my heart, my soul, my, my blood, um, it's all here. It's all here. Um, I would help out, um, but I don't see myself being a principal anywhere else but here. You're a loyal dude. He's been married to his wife 30 plus years at school. I, you know, it's going to be hard for you to move from that community. It's going to be a transition because, you know, one of um, our colleagues that was a principal in Valley Central for a long time, I've known him since high school, and I got to see him over the summer. He's now retired for about a year, two years. And I said to him, I said, what was the toughest thing? And he said, you know, here's the toughest thing that I had to deal with. When you're principal, you make 100 decisions a day, and some of them are really big, important decisions. He said, when I retired, my biggest decision was, am I going to leave the house today or not? And I said, that is great. And he said, look, if I stayed in the house, no one really cared. It was on me. But if I went out, okay. And he said he had a really hard time getting past that and getting involved with other stuff. And he said he got invited to be back at the school. He got invited to go out with, to lunch with some people. And he said he stayed away on purpose. So we had that time to transition. And I think I will struggle with that. Um, I have a good amount of ADHD running through my body. And uh, I think I'm going to need some time to be able to downshift from that. But um, I think whatever I do, it's going to involve working with kids, um, just looking to help them have, have, a, have a better experience. I think kids are the coolest thing on the face of the earth. I really do. It's as sincere as I could be about anything. You absolutely can tell that. Michael, this has been great. Uh, uh, I know you're excited to go to your school board meeting. What's better than a school board meeting on a Thursday night? Uh, well, you know why it's exciting tonight. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You got some heavy hitters going. Uh, congratulations to your student and the award they won. Um, but before we let you go, we got rapid fire. But Michael, you shared a lot. You could clearly tell you're passionate about your kids, your community. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to share? There's a lot of teachers uh, watching, a lot of educators. Anything you wanted to say to them? Yeah, we were talking about this today at an administrative meeting um, about how do we say thank you to our teachers after this past year that they've had, right? So here at Seward, we've had kids five days in person since September and a certain percent asked to be remote, so we offered that. And our teachers, my teachers, my people, 
have worked their butts off to do synchronous, in-person, remote teaching every day. They've been quarantined a couple times. They've had to do it from home. They have worked here. You know, I hear and I absolutely respect that medical professionals like my wife are heroes, especially when COVID first hit. But I got to tell you something. Society as a whole, we owed a debt to teachers before COVID. Now, I mean, are you kidding me? I don't know what I, we struggled. The, the four of us as the administrative team here, we were like, how do you say thank you for the amount of effort and time and sweat and tears and creativity, right? They flipped their world upside down and they have done such an awesome job. So any teacher that's out there, anyone that's related to a teacher, my God, thank you. I, I don't know how else to say thank you. Your passion, your energy, taking care of kids during this COVID crisis where kids are hurting, families are hurting. You know, in this first hit, I delivered meals to families and the poverty that I saw in our little hometown was unbelievable. It knocked me on my, my, my butt. Um, and it made us all understand um, how important we are. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for giving me the chance to say thank you. Uh, because, boy, teachers deserve it. Yeah. Deserve Amen. I second that. Uh, and that was well said uh, and well deserved, Michael. So, yeah. all right. Well, let's get you on your way. Let's hit rapid fire. This is, yes. I got ADD. You got ADHD. This I'm is going to be crazy. <laughs> I'm ready. Here we go. Last book you read. Becoming by Michelle Obama. Mm. Last movie you saw. Uh, the last Star Wars movie. You, you a Star Wars guy? A huge Star Wars guy. I love it. Hold love on. It. Let me get a prop for you. Okay. He's on the move, everybody. This dude sits in my office. <laughs> do or do not, there is no try. I say that almost every day. <laughs> and now is, is the best. And now is the, uh, the baby Yoda's. Uh, yeah. Grogu yeah. is out, yes. <laughs> Favorite place to travel? I have to say, I've been a lot of places, but going to Ireland with my blood brother to play golf a couple years ago, mm. what a beautiful country. Anyone that's listening, if you can ever go to Ireland, if you play golf, oh, my God, you, you will think you died and went to heaven. But just to go, the nicest people I have ever met. We met people, our caddies. I have their home phone numbers. I have their addresses. They have mine. If we ever go back, we have places to stay, and they will stay in my house if they ever come to the United States. Wow. Unbelievable people, unbelievable beauty. Go. I love it. He got the caddy's number in. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> They're great people. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's Guinness. Come on. <laughs> uh, I had a couple yesterday for St. Patty's. Uh, how about your favorite music? Uh, Pearl Jam, been a big Pearl Jam fan for as long as I can remember, as long as they came out. You, you shared a lot of passions, things that, that come easy to you. What was what's a challenge for you as principal? Um, controlling my emotions sometimes. Um, I'm an emotional guy. I wear them on my sleeve sometimes, and uh, sometimes you got to take a deep breath. Uh, my wife got me into yoga a few years ago, and let me tell you, that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just being able to come back to center sometimes. Um, and having my assistant principal be able to just smack me around a little bit and, and bring me back to earth certainly helps. I don't feel like doing or being blank at 4 o'clock. A Google Meet at 4 o'clock. 
<laughs> a podcast, uh, baby. Google Meet, no more. No more. <laughs> when people walk into SS Seward, what is it that you hope they notice or say about the school? That it is a place about and for kids. Amen. Best purchase under $100 that has had a great impact on your life? The single white golf ball. Boy, does golf teach you humility, focus, that going harder at something is not the solution, right? Golf is so counterintuitive. Now, I played football in high school. I played in college. And in football, if the guy across from you beats you, you just got to go harder, right? In golf, if you hit a bad shot, the answer is not to go harder. It's to go softer. Um, and that has taught me some really valuable life lessons. That is a great analogy. I just wrote that down. And right, sometimes if you get too emotional, if you're doing too much, right? Yeah. 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 I wrote that one down, Michael. That's a win. <laughs> if it's in your next book, I just, I want a small fee, very small fee. <laughs> well, and I'm going to challenge you publicly here. I've been after you to come on the podcast, but I, I want to blog uh, for that. That is a great topic. Uh, and and uh, I, I love it. Uh, that, that was cool. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, some, something about Michael Reune that people do not know about. Um, they don't know about this because I really don't talk about it much, but I am uh, a proud mem member of the Warwick Valley High School Football Hall of Fame. Ooh. I was pretty good. <laughs> wow, very good. I don't talk about it much. So. All right. Why the Gators? I know you're in Florida, New York. Mm -hmm. Why all the Gators gear? So my wife was a Florida Gator. She went there in the 80s for nursing. And my oldest daughter, Kate, wound up going there after she graduated from high school in 2012. Um, and she is a Gator. So I am a Gator by marriage and through fatherhood. I have two Gators in my family. My family. You're, you're getting closer to the SEC. You can go to some oh, yeah. There is nothing on earth like an SEC football game. I, I have been to hundreds of New York Giants fans, uh, New York Giants games. I've been on the sideline of a Giants game. I've been all that stuff. I've been to five Florida Gator football games. No comparison. <laughs> None. <laughs> Unbelievable. How often is it people spell your last name wrong? Well, it started in kindergarten and it's continued from there. <laughs> I've been very careful on the show. Uh, again. Right here. It's very funny. It's a very common name up in Canada, especially in Quebec and Montreal. Uh, Montreal, there's a Rayome Street, and there's actually a Lac de Rayome up outside of Montreal. So uh, pretty common name up there. That's where some of my um, uh, family uh, heritage is from up there. Cool. Well, Barack Obama is a hero to me. I wish, I wish that I could meet him and tell him um, how much hope and inspiration he gave me uh, when he ran for office and I got to know more about him. Um, God, he, he showed that our country could elect a black president. Um, and I think we've lost track of that in these last few years. Uh, we need to get back to that. This, this idea that skin color doesn't matter it's it's the character of, of who's inside that skin um boy yeah we uh we visited my daughter recently she lives uh, up above dupont circle in dc and her and her boyfriend took us for a walk up above embassy row and that eventually loops back towards where they live and it's the block where the obamas live now and you can't get you can't get anywhere near there and we're walking up, and Secret Service is right there. 
and my wife and all of her her wisdom yells barack and michelle we love you and i look at her and go helicopters are going to descend on us you're going to jail <laughs> but the guy was great he was like just go this way and we're like look we really love them and and we're just we're just happy to be near their house and you know I've, i'm reading michelle's book and and just finished it and i just think as far as people um showing and taking the risk of him running for public office and changing so many people's minds about uh race and color in america Boy, we need to remember those lessons today. Today. Amen. I'm going to get that book. I, I'm a fan of both of them as well. I'll send it over to you. I'll give it to Panaleone. He can give it to you. Oh, nice. Very nice. If you didn't watch his last uh, speech, I forget what they call it with the public, uh, with the uh, press. It was okay. classic. I don't know if you wish so, but he was, he was fantastic. Uh, school leaders should fill in the blank. Should be ready for everything and be humble about what happens after. Great answer. Best tip for surviving and thriving as a principal? Exercise. <laughs> Have something outside because this job, because you get so, I think, addicted to it, you got to make sure you have some balance, and that's hard to do, um, especially when you first start out because you want to give everything that you can. Um, but look, Andrew, are, are, are we going to walk away from our jobs looking back going, I didn't work enough time. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, those 60, 70 hour weeks that you work um, and that you give back so that, you know, you go to that soccer game, that, that football game, that drama production, that concert, um, an Eagle Scout induction, a Gold Star induction, whatever it is, that's time that you're away from your family. So I think it's so important um, that you come back um, to that family that you have um, and you realize you got two families your home family and your family at school. Amen. Amen. Michael, this was great. Do you have a favorite quote that you want to end with? Anything from Martin Luther King Jr. Anything that has to do with people um, understanding and thinking about equality and justice for everyone. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. is another person that I just, gee, my wife always says to me, you know, if you were alive then, I think you would have walked across the bridge at Selma with him. And I said, I think you're right. I think I would have found a way to be involved with the civil rights movement because it means so much uh, to me. It means a lot to our family. Uh, my daughter is a child's advocacy lawyer down in, in Washington, D.C., works with families to get them education, housing, and medical care. Um, she went to school at Florida. She had a Spanish and philosophy major. She learned how to speak Spanish so that she could help um, non-English speaking families overcome that barrier. So, uh, yeah, it, it's something that as a family, it means a lot to us. Um, and I'm very proud that my kids have gone on to carry that torch. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's a wrap. Uh, this is Michael Rayum again, uh, Florida, New York, S.S. Seward Institute. Uh, Michael, I wish you the best in your retirement. Uh, this was a fantastic show. Uh, Thank I you. A lot of great people, and we've talked a lot, but never this in-depth. Uh, I learned a lot, and uh, man, this was great. Don't end yet. I have a shout-out for you. I hope Port Jervis understands and realizes what a gem of a human being you have in Andrew Murata. You want to talk about character. You want to talk about energy. You want to talk about caring about kids. I know when I, I came to your school that first time, 
I walked away going, I just met someone that might talk about kids more than I do. And I was like, yes, I got to hang out with him. I got to get to know him. I got to, I got to be around him. So thank you for having me. And Port Jervis, you are lucky to have this man. Cherish him. Cherish him. And I know you do. Michael, this was great. Stay on the line a second. I uh, appreciate that very much. Uh, uh, I'm at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Uh, if you want to learn more about Michael, certainly, Michael, give your school Twitter there. Do you know the name offhand? I think it's at uh, Florida UFSD, SS Seward, something like that. I am social media, you know, I told you. But it's on the website. You could learn more about it. Yeah, go to the website. You got a question for me. You want to come and visit the school. It's a little difficult to arrange on COVID times, but I'm happy to do it. You know, we're still hosting student teachers. And, uh, you know, if you want to learn more about our school and what we're doing, just shoot me a line. Shoot me a line. Cool. This was Michael Rayum, uh, principal. And, Mike, this was great. Signing off here on uh, Education Leadership Beyond show number 160. They uh, my setup is a little changed here, so I'm gonna make sure I end this live stream. So <laughs> sit tight a sec. I'm gonna play this music and off we go. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Michael, I think we are still streaming. And again, we talked about live uh, TV here. There used to be a button that said end live stream. That button is no longer here. I thought you were going to tell me we were on for an encore. <laughs> yeah. So we are still live streaming. Hello, Tessa. My daughter just came in here. You want to come in? It's still live. This is my buddy, Michael. This is my youngest, Michael. Hi. Yeah, he's he's looking at something. He must have got it. Yeah, this is my youngest. Yeah, Hi. how are you? Your dad is awesome, as you already know. He is awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael. Uh, I'm gonna let you go, and then we'll talk here because I have to figure out how to shut this thing off. I think we're still streaming, so. Uh, but I know you got to run. This was great. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. No, my pleasure. It really was great. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you, brother. All right, be good. All right. If we are live streaming, uh, if anybody's still watching, can you let me know if we are live streaming here? I have to shut this thing off. Where? All right, Tessa Murata is here with me. Schedule five ten. It doesn't say the end here. Huh? Where?
No, that's mm -hmm. not it. No. no. All right, we're going to shut this down. Um, uh, no, it'll end it, but I don't want to lose the link here. So, yeah. What if you just copy the link and then exit out? She's so smartly. Just copy that link up there. Yeah, I'm going to just X this out, everybody. Thank you uh, for tuning in. All righty. Here it is. Stop streaming.